Dr. Arthur Perry, he's one of the top plastic surgeons. He's got offices in Manhattan, New Jersey. You know, and he's been doing a show here on WOR for years and years and years. Very uh, popular show and a great plastic surgeon. Everybody has questions on this subject, so uh, he's the guy to ask. Dr. Arthur Perry. The public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. And I went to his office, and I said, mm. I said, look at my face. And he goes, yeah, look at your face. What can I do with your face? What can you do with his face? I go like that. I swear to God. I go, look at this. I'm getting old. Like I said, I'm going to maybe could fix it up a little bit. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. Remarkable knowledge, but also your grace in delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeons. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. And I hope you're all enjoying our little snowfall. And it is a little snowfall today. You know, this is not a big deal. But, uh, but it should be enough to keep you in so that you listen to my program right here on WOR. And if you're in your car... Please be careful. It is slippery out there. I was just driving around New Jersey, and uh, some of the roads are plowed and some are not. Where are you, Governor? All right. This is a show not about weather, but about you, about what you look like, about you looking in the mirror and seeing, I don't know, you know, maybe something that you didn't see a few years ago. How about some wrinkles or, or splotches or jowls or... Even the tip of your nose has widened as you've gotten older. That's possible. It really does happen. And your ears elongate, and we just generally get older, and we tend to gain a little bit of weight. This is the show about you and looking better. And I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've been doing this show for a long time on these airwaves and practicing plastic surgery. Yes, I'm a real plastic surgeon. I don't just do this on the radio. During the week in my office on Fifth Avenue and in my office in Somerset County. Someone called me a couple days ago and said, uh, well, actually it was last week on the air, wasn't it? She said, I'm from Jackson. I don't want to come into New York. Well, I have an office in New Jersey also and in Somerset County, centrally located. So I'm a real board-certified plastic surgeon, and that's what I do. This is my hobby, as is uh, Noah was asking about operating on goats. Yeah, that's my hobby <laughs> hobby also and pigs and things like that. But uh, this is, uh, this is the, uh, the Saturday night uh, thing. So give me a call. The phone number here at WOR is 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. Now, on this show... I, I talk to you about your condition, but I can't give you real advice. You know that. Unless you come to see me as a physician, I can't be your doctor on the radio. And that means what I'm talking about is educational, it's entertaining, but no, it can't be very specific for you because I've got to see you as a patient. And that means that's my disclaimer here. So, so you know, if you do have a real medical issue, you have to see your own doctor, or you can make an appointment with me if, uh, if it's something up my alley. So, so this is the show about jowls, yes, and this is a show about facelifts and eyelid lifts and tummy tucks and, and liposuction and lasers and peels, and that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about some of the non-invasive things, and mo most of my patients like non-invasive things, and eventually... It gets to the point where the non-invasive things just don't make it anymore, and we have to go to the operating room and uh, perform uh, facelifts and eyelid lifts and things like that. 
Uh, but way before we get to the operating room, we're doing all sorts of non-invasive procedures. We're doing fillers and Botox and, and lasers and peels and all sorts of things like ultrasound treatments with Althera. So that's what this show is about. And tonight we'll be answering your questions. We can maybe keep them uh, to that topic, but, you know, we can, we can break the rules a bit for you. 800-321-0710 is the phone number. And uh, tonight we're going to be giving away, yes, more soft time. This really is the soft time season. So what is soft time? It's a great moisturizer. You know, I'm sure you've used moisturizers. Everybody has. It started out, the very first moisturizer was Vaseline. You know the story? 1861, I believe, in the oil fields of Pennsylvania. Uh, you know, the, the here's the story, and this is a real true story. They were drilling for oil, and... Uh, and it was one of some of the early oil wells. And what happened, the drill bits kept getting clogged up with this gunk. And so they had to lift the drills out, uh, out of the soil, clean them off, and they'd collect this gunk, and they'd put it in big, big pails. And, uh, and then they'd continue what they were doing. Well, a guy named Cheesebro, yes, Cheesebro, from uh, New York City, was a chemical engineer, was dispatched by his company out to the oil fields of Pennsylvania to see just what, uh, what, what they could make out of this gunk and uh, the byproducts of oil drilling. And so he took some of this stuff back to uh, New York City, and he purified it and uh, called it petrolatum and uh, coined the term Vaseline. And, in fact, Vaseline, which was a purified gunk from uh, the oil drills, uh, became the very first moisturizer. And it was more than a moisturizer in the 1860s and 1870s. It was, uh, you know, kind of an everything, kind of like what CBD is now, which is, that's a whole story unto itself, a useless product that they're, uh, that they're completely, uh, you know, promoting for everything from headaches to uh, toenails. Uh, but we'll get back onto the Vaseline. That was also promoted back in the old days for everything. It was a wound care treatment. It was uh, a moisturizer. It was all sorts of things. And, and it was actually pretty good. And Vaseline was the number one personal care product in the United States from the 1860s all the way up until I believe it was Pond's Cold Cream, which came out in the 19, I think 1920s, early 1930s, uh, that displaced it from uh, from that. And then the whole field of personal care products really exploded, and now we have you know tens of hundreds of thousands of products, including four of my own. And so that was the Vaseline story. Uh, but Vaseline was a pretty crude moisturizer. Right now, it's uh, based on the same formula, although uh, the carcinogens that were in it, and yes, there were, uh, the company does say that they have gotten rid of the polycyclic uh, aromatic hydrocarbons, a uh, big fancy word. Those were the, uh, the carcinogens in Vaseline. They say, the Vaseline company, that they've gotten rid of those. I'm not sure about the other petrolatum companies. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a moisturizer, but it's not the most sophisticated one. But mine is. I've got ceramides. Those are very important constituents of the skin. Very expensive, by the way, but very important for maintaining what's called the barrier function of the skin. And, and that's such a complicated thing. No one really understands what a barrier is, uh, you know, because it's not so much a physical barrier, but a chemical and physical barrier. And what that does, I mean, the way to look at it is the barrier of your skin keeps the bad things out. You know, the toxins and the soaps and chemicals and things that uh, want to hurt your skin. And it keeps the good things in, you know, all those things like ceramides and things like that. But, but soaps and, uh, and makeup remover and all those things, they really do a number on your skin. They really do. And so many women walk around 
with what they call just my skin. I saw a woman this past week, and she had terrible skin, and we talked about it. And she said, well, you know, that's, that's I've been born. I was born with it. And certainly back when I was a teenager, that was my skin. And it's a syndrome that she had, and so many women have, of kind of swollen, a little bit of swelling of the skin, a little bit of redness, visible pores, a little bit of oily skin. And people say, well, my skin is sensitive to something. And that's right. It's a contact dermatitis. And what it is is a sensitivity to one or more chemicals that you bathe your skin with. Remember that humans weren't meant to put stuff on their skin. You know, never, never. You know, we had a thick layer of our own sebum. That's what it's called. That's the moisturizer that we make for ourselves. And that protected us from all sorts of things. It protected us from the uh, elements. It protected us from mosquitoes because it was uh, sort of an anti-mosquito uh, thing. It uh, protected us from some bacteria because uh, sebum kills bacteria. But when, uh, when we're in our modern era, like we are now, when you uh, go up in that elevator on 3rd Avenue and go to the 30th floor, you're very happy that the person standing next to you used soap and other things. Uh, because if they were, uh, you know, a 200-year-old person or someone from 200 years ago, rather, uh, they probably did not use anything. They had healthier skin, but it smelled not so good. So, so we use things, and we deplete the, uh, the normal sebum of our skin. We, uh, we hurt our skin, and because of that, we need, to, uh, we need to either, you know, not use as toxic substances, and that's where my Clean Time Soap comes in, a non-toxic soap, and we replenish the natural natural things that are taken away, taken away by uh, toxins uh, by using things like soft time moisturizer. And that's what we're giving away tonight to you if you call with a question like Joyce did. So Joyce, what can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Hi. Uh, yes, I have, uh, I've been looking into facelifts and I've been reading about how the deep plane facelift is supposed to be better, last longer, et cetera, et cetera. Than the SMAS, or I guess it's MASS. Mm -hmm. And okay. I was wondering what's your opinion on that. Okay, so you know it is a it's a good question and and one that comes up every now and then. And so here's the story: facelifts have been around since 1906, I believe. The first one was done in the United States, and each generation, each uh, each decade rather, plastic surgeons have gotten a little bit more daring in what they do. So in the beginning, way back in the, you know, the 1907 to 1915 era, all plastic surgeons did was take a little bit of skin in front of the ear, maybe a half an inch of skin, and lift the skin just a little bit and tug it, and that was it. So then uh, the, uh, the evolution of the procedure over the next 100 or so years, 100, now it's 113 or so uh, years that we've been doing faceless, well, we've gotten more aggressive more and more aggressive and we did uh, not just a one-layered facelift that was lifted the skin was lifted all the way to the nasolabial fold in the uh, by the 1970s uh, then we started doing the two-layered facelift which you just mentioned the SMAS which uh, stands for a very complicated anatomical structure which I will not bore you all you don't want to know about that the SMAS that's all you have to know it's a two-layered facelift and that was uh, the facelift of uh, the 1980s 90s 2000s 2010s and and 2020s that's uh, what most of us do now it's called a SMAS facelift a two-layered facelift and it's a very effective facelift it lifts the jowls in a separate layer and it lifts the skin and we usually go into the neck 
and uh, by an incision underneath the chin and fix the muscles of the neck. Those are the bands of the neck, and we uh, usually remove a little bit of fat, and we sew those muscles together, and then we go back up to in front of the ears, and we, uh, we remove redundant or extra skin and sew everything back. Now, in the old days, that means 10 years ago, we did a, a long scar facelift, one that went into the scalp above the uh, ear, and for a varying distance, and sometimes actually we connected all the way across the forehead to the other ear. That's what we did a lot of in the 1980s, and that was a brow lift connecting with the facelift. Uh, and then we made an incision behind the ear and connected the incision. It was very invasive. A lot of incisions that were quite visible. And so about 10, 12, 13 years ago, the short scar facelift came in. Now, if it's starting to get a little confusing to you, well, it's, it's confusing to a lot of people and even to plastic surgeons. There are over 30 different facelifts that are being done in the United States as we speak. <laughs> Not this second, but in the United States. In fact, there's probably more than that because there's 6,000 plastic surgeons in the United States now. And there's probably about 4,000 different variants of the facelift because everybody does it just a little bit differently and then some people put their name on it now with the internet it's very easy to go onto your website and say this is the Perry short scarf facelift and I'm the only one that does it right so so there's lots of different variants of the facelift now you mentioned the deep plane facelift which came in uh, around the year late 90s early 2000s and the deep plane facelift uh, didn't just lift the skin, didn't just lift that second layer, but it lifted uh, the tissues underneath that. Now, most of us, we all try these different techniques. We watch the videos, we go to meetings, we do cadaver dissections, and then we do what we uh, feel gives us a good result. So the question is, does a deep plane facelift, or, or there's one even deeper than that, it's called the subperiosteal facelift. That's one that goes all the way to the level of the bone. Do those facelifts, do they stand up for a longer time? Are they better? Are they more natural? And the truth is that no one, but no one has shown that a deep plane facelift or a subperiosteal facelift or a SMAS facelift or a single layer facelift uh, is any better, you know, one better than the other. And at the plastic surgery meetings, uh, we, uh, we attend the sessions, the facelift sessions, and we see that one person is presenting his or her results, and they look just as good as the next person. So I'm going to ask you to hang on the line because this is a good topic. I want to continue it, but we have to take a short break now. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the different types of facelifts and which one I think is the best. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is WOR's What's Your Wrinkle Show, 800-321-0710. We'll be back after these words. Ladies, are you seeing an older person in the mirror? You love your mother, but you might not want to look like her. She was older and you're not. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Botox, wrinkle fillers, a rejuvenating facial laser, or Althera might be just what you need. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scar facelifts. Let's spend an hour together in my Fifth Avenue or Somerset, New Jersey offices. I'll examine you and will alter your photographs with my new Vectra 3D camera to show you what you could look like after surgery. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820 or 732-422-9600. 
On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. Listen carefully if you're interested in beautiful skin. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Good skin care really can improve your appearance. I know you've used many products over the years and haven't seen a difference. So you say, why should I try your skin care, Dr. Perry? Well, here's why. I combine scientifically proven ingredients into just a few products, and that keeps it simple. A study showed my skincare reduced the appearance of wrinkles by 20% and visual signs of aging by 44% at 12 weeks. That's huge, and that's real. Daytime with niacin protects, and nighttime with vitamins A and C nourishes. And Clean Time Cleansing Bar even removes most makeup. I'm offering my basic kit, all three products, for $65 plus shipping if you use the WOR2019 code. Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or call 844-DR-PERRY to order. To learn more, listen every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. And we're talking with Joyce. Joyce, are you still there? Have I put you to sleep? No, no, I'm very interested. Keep All going. Right, that, that's good. You know, I wrote a whole book about cosmetic surgery, by the way. This is a, a shameless plug. It's called uh, Straight Talk About Cosmetic Surgery. You can still get it on Amazon uh, and some other uh, book outlets. Um, there's a whole chapter on facelifts, and I talk about this. It's, you know, I'm writing another edition of it, uh, but it's as I'm reviewing it, it's pretty up-to-date. I'll tell you, on the facelift chapter, pretty up-to-date. So, um, you might uh, be interested in that one. You can go on Amazon, probably get it for about 39 cents these days. Uh, all right, so that's straight talk about cosmetic surgery. But we were talking about facelifts, and, and I talked about the differences in the techniques. And the truth is, no plastic surgeon has been able to show that his or her technique is any better than the others out there. And that is interesting. And there have been a few studies uh, some very celebrated studies that did one side of the face with one technique and one side of the face with another technique. In fact, one plastic surgeon got in trouble because he didn't get uh, patient consent to do this study, but that's a whole different story. Uh, but it was a great study nevertheless, and, uh, and the study showed that it didn't make a difference. The, uh, the more invasive technique was no better than the less invasive technique. So, so then you say, well, okay, when I choose a technique for a facelift, it should, uh, if it's more invasive, that means more risky and maybe more of a chance of a nerve injury, uh, then, and that's one of the bad things that can happen with a facelift, uh, is it better? Does it last longer? Are we, is there a reason to subject myself to higher risk when, uh, you know, for, uh, for this uh, particular facelift? Is there a reason to go deeper to do this particular facelift, uh, is it better? Does it last longer? Does it look more natural? And the answer, as far as I know, and I challenge anyone to show me uh, proof otherwise, uh, there's no real difference between most of these techniques. So what happens is plastic surgeons such as myself choose a technique that works uniformly for him or her and, and is relatively low risk. Now, everything has risk in life. Getting in, uh, getting out of your apartment and walking across the street in Manhattan has risk, and having surgery has a risk. So hopefully uh, the medical risks are taken care of by your physician. That means you get 
medical clearance before your surgery and you're a good candidate for the surgery, then in the operating room, uh, the doctor should be choosing a technique that doesn't expose you to excessive risk. And some of the techniques, I, I like to mention the, uh, the subperiosteal facelift, which came in, oh, I guess it was somewhere in the 1990s, and that was the deepest technique. And I remember going to a lecture by the guy who originated the technique, and he said that uh, in his first 100 of those facelifts, I think he had something like 18 nerve injuries. Now, I can tell you that nerve injuries are a very bad thing from both the patient's standpoint and the doctor's standpoint. We do not like those. And uh, the nerves, uh, several nerves of the face are at risk in any facelift. Uh, the nerves that close the eye, lift the forehead, help you smile, they're at risk. And so if one is injured, usually, by the way, if it's injured, it's usually just swelling. And after a few days or weeks, it returns to normal. Uh, and even if the nerve is actually cut, it usually does return to normal given enough time. Uh, you know, but there are cases where there's a permanent nerve injury. So, so with that subperiosteal facelift, there were many, many injuries. But then he said, well, in my next 100, I got that down to half the number. And, and most of us in the audience were thinking, geez, you know, if you get one nerve injury, it ruins your year. And uh, it's, it's not a good thing to have. So, so long story short, I do what's called the short scar facelift the SMAS facelift. It's a two-layer facelift, and I'm usually pretty aggressive in the neck on the uh, the bands of the neck, and I do something called, it's again, it's a uh, uh, technical term, it's called a corset platysmoplasty. Oh my goodness, big words. Uh, but what I do is I look at the muscles of the neck, those are the Catherine Hepburn bands, and I clean off the fat from those muscles, and then I sew the muscles together in two layers with a stitch that stays in about six months and then dissolves. And, and usually what happens is during that period, the muscles fuse together. Now, the truth is sometimes they do drift apart again. And plastic surgeons who tell you they can promise you a guaranteed, you know, they'll never drift apart, can't do that because uh, they do. Even with permanent stitches, sometimes they can rip apart. So we do the best we can. We are uh, not working on a, a Lamborghini with a, a, a part that comes out of uh, you know, the factory. We're working with your body, and we have to, uh, we have to uh, deal with all the nuances and the vagaries of healing. So, uh, so again, I do the short scar facelift. I do the two-layer facelift, which is a SMAS facelift and a pretty aggressive operation in the neck. And most plastic surgeons who have a good reputation will be able to show you pictures of their patients, and, and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between that guy and me and the other guy. And that's the truth if they're a good board-certified plastic surgeon. Okay? That's super. Thank you so much. I really you're, appreciate that. You're very welcome. Thank you for the phone call. I'm Dr. Okay. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR, the phone number 800 Three two one zero seven ten from anywhere in the continental United States, and uh, I don't know. I suppose maybe beyond that, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure about that. So if you're in Europe, you could always try with your iPhone. All right. So tonight, I didn't even get to my topics, did I? We're going to talk about something I've been threatening to talk about for a, a few weeks, and I haven't had a chance to. We're going to talk about the bogus procedure of the week, and that would be facial exercises. Yeah, facial exercises. How many of you exercise your face thinking thinking that you'll look better, that your skin will look better, that it will respond better, uh, you know, or maybe uh, exercise your face before a facelift? Well, I'm all for exercise. 
I think it's great everywhere in the body except the face. And the reason why not the face, the reason why not is because when you move the muscles of the face, which is what exercise is all about, you are corrugating the skin over the muscle. It, uh, it bends, it bends, and after a few tens or hundreds of thousands or, or even millions of bending, it, it cracks, it cracks. And as you get older, you know, when you're 30 years old, your skin is nice and thick, and when you're 40, you know, you notice maybe a wrinkle or two around your eyes, and by the time you're 50, you've got a lot of wrinkles and sagging, and you're, you notice that your skin is thinner, and uh, certainly in your 60s and 70s, it goes downhill from there because we lose 1% of the thickness of our skin, 1% of the collagen of our skin, 1% of the elastin fibers, those are the stretchy fibers, and 1% of the hyaluronic acid. Those are the, 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 uh, that's the chemical in our skin that gives us the moist-appearing skin and the moist-feeling skin. Well, it all goes away as you get older. So that by the time you're 70, you've lost 40% of the substance of your skin. And what can you do? Well, certainly you don't want to smoke. That is very injurious. You want to limit the sun exposure to 20 minutes a day without protection. Uh, and, and then from there, uh, assuming you live a pretty good life and have a good diet, uh, it's up to your genes. It's up to what your mom and your dad gave you. And, uh, and you're destined to have thin skin. But you can alter it. You can. So we can alter our destiny by doing things like putting vitamin C in our skin. That's what I have in my nighttime, by the way. That's why it's in nighttime, because it does thicken the skin. And the way it does that is by stimulating the formation of collagen. Vitamin C does stimulate it. And vitamin C is also necessary for collagen. What is collagen? That is the structural layer of our skin. It's what does thin uh, as we get older. So when you can see through your skin when you're in your 70s, that means uh, you've really lost a lot of that collagen. So vitamin C is the single best thing to put on your skin. And then other procedures can thicken the skin, like lasers, which we're going to talk about later in the show. But the bogus procedure of the week, well, you know, more women apparently are they're getting what they call the instant facelifts. And uh, there's one person that's uh, they're talking about cardio. This is nuts. Skin cardio. Well, of course, cardio means cardiovascular exercise, but how could you have skin of your face exercise? That's called cardio. It's all, uh, you know what it is. It's uh, bogus. It's bogus. So so there's a celebrity facialist who's worked with uh, Cindy Crawford and Katy Perry, and she says, well, this is like having a trainer for your skin. And she termed, I won't give you her name, but she coined a term called face exercise. Okay, all right, I could think of maybe a better one, but face exercise. And it's a blood pumping, skin toning, sculpting treatment. Uh, uses massage, it increases circulation, and uh, it's supposed to increase the skin elasticity and firmness. And people have hired this person in New York, I think even in uh, LA. Uh, you ready for this one? This treatment, this is just amazing. This treatment costs $660 for 90 minutes. It's this face exercise. It, that, you know, I, I am stunned. <laughs> when I see things like this, $660 for 90 minutes of facial exercise that I know as a plastic surgeon, and I'm sure you know, because you're an intelligent person, that it can't possibly, can't possibly do anything. It can't. It can't. In fact, exercise for your face will make your wrinkles worse. It has to. 
So anyway, you know, there's uh, I guess there's these places uh, around the world now that are opening up doing this workouts for the face. Uh, you know, they combine diet and all sorts of stuff, and uh, they're supposed to make you look better. Don't do this stuff. It's ridiculous. Stay with the real program. Stay with science. Stay with things that do make a difference. That's what this show is all about. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. This is WOR's What's Your Wrinkle? 800-321-0710. We're going to take a short break. We will be back after these words. Ladies, are you seeing an older person in the mirror? You love your mother, but you might not want to look like her. She was older, and you're not. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Botox, wrinkle fillers, a rejuvenating facial laser, or Althera might be just what you need. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scarf facelifts. Let's spend an hour together in my Fifth Avenue or Somerset, New Jersey offices. I'll examine you and will alter your photographs with my new Vectra 3D camera to show you what you could look like after surgery. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820 or 732-422-9600. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. Listen carefully if you're interested in beautiful skin. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Good skin care really can improve your appearance. I know you've used many products over the years and haven't seen a difference. So you say, why should I try your skin care, Dr. Perry? Well, here's why. I combine scientifically proven ingredients into just a few products, and that keeps it simple. A study showed my skincare reduced the appearance of wrinkles by 20% and visual signs of aging by 44% at 12 weeks. That's huge, and that's real. Daytime with niacin protects, and nighttime with vitamins A and C nourishes. And Clean Time Cleansing Bar even removes most makeup. I'm offering my basic kit, all three products, for $65 plus shipping if you use the WOR2019 code. Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or call 844-DR-PERRY to order. To learn more, listen every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we are back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. And... uh, I'm happy to uh, provide you with the uh, the education and the information with the show. This is about plastic surgery. It's about skin care. It is about looking better. And, and earlier in the show, we were talking about the facelift, which I do a lot of. I love doing facelifts. It's a great procedure. You know, in the old days, uh, I would try and put off a facelift for my patients as long as possible. And, uh, you know, back in the 80s, uh, the dictum was do the facelift at 50. And then by the 2000s, it was, uh, well, put it off as long as possible. Do the non-invasive procedures and uh, and you'll look better in the long run because you only have the opportunity to have one or maybe two or, if you're lucky, three facelifts. Uh, But then some studies came uh, around and showed that earlier facelifts, facelifts done in your 40s and 50s, lasted significantly longer than facelifts if you waited till you're in your 60s or certainly 70s. And in fact, if you did not wait, if you did not wait till you're older, if you had a facelift earlier, it sounds like a great marketing ploy, right? But if you had a facelift earlier, 
then you did not develop the deeper crags and the almost irreversible changes that sometimes you get as you grow older. So, uh, so now my philosophy has changed. I certainly do lots and lots of, uh, of non-invasive procedures. I do fillers and Botox and, and peels and lasers and Ulthera and things like that. Uh, but my threshold for doing a facelift is, is lower. That means uh, I will suggest when women want a suggestion. Not everyone wants a suggestion. Uh, but if people are open to the suggestion of what they can do to look be the best as uh, you know, early as possible, then uh, I will suggest uh, the facelift earlier. And uh, a facelift is a procedure, as I said, I do a lot of. I do what's called that short scar smash facelift. And by the way, uh, kind of going back to the question, uh, you know, the smash facelift, which is the one that I do and that most plastic surgeons do, uh, there was a study about three or four years ago that compared the smash facelift that we were talking about, the, uh, which is the standard, with just a skin-only facelift. And that's one that uh, you might remember. Elizabeth Taylor's plastic surgeon uh, did that one. Joan Rivers' plastic surgeon did that one. It's a skin-only. They're faster procedures. They look just as good in the beginning, but as it turns out, they probably don't last as long. But the question then is, if you go from one layer to two layer, uh, is there a higher complication rate? So this particular study, it was a good study that was uh, in Aesthetic Plastic Surgery Journal, which I'm sure you all read, I do, uh, and they looked at the complication rates between the SMAS facelift and the subcutaneous, the skin-only facelift. And it turns out that they were the same, same complication rates. So, uh, but one thing for sure, when we lift that second layer, we more aggressively lift the jowl and we do have a better result in the long run. In the short run, probably doesn't make a difference. But in the long run, I think that two-layered facelift uh, does last longer, which is why I do that. And I don't just do the skin-only facelift. So there are studies like that. And, uh, and that's what good plastic surgeons, board-certified plastic surgeons, base their practice on. They base their practice on, yes, experience, yes, training, and the ongoing research that's being done and published in our journals like Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery and the Aesthetic Surgery Journal and others. All right, I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR, 800-321-0710. And I didn't mention earlier, but we are having a special on the soft time. And the way it works this week, every week it's a little bit different. So if you buy a nighttime, nighttime is the skincare that has vitamin C, vitamin A, uh, lactic acid, which is one of the alpha hydroxy or fruit acids, a very good exfoliant, and it increases the penetration of the other things that I put in my nighttime. So it's got that in it. It's got uh, um, licorice extracts, skin lighteners, antioxidants, all the things. You know, I put everything that I could put in one serum, and it's a serum, not a cream, because I don't want extra things on your face. So it's the one-stop shopping for skincare. You put it on before you go to sleep. Let it dry. If you uh, put it on and go to sleep with your face a little bit wet, you will find that vitamin C is invisible ink. It goes on invisible, and when it oxidizes, when it dries overnight, it will stain your pillow. So you just let it dry. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to be in this field. You find these things out from your patients. They tell you, you know, if I put your nighttime on my uh, face and go right to sleep, I ruin my pillow. <laughs> Well, just let it dry, and it's fine. 
All right, so uh, we're giving away uh, a bottle of Soft Time if you buy the nighttime. That's the special this week. So it's a free bottle of Soft Time, and uh, you have to use the Soft 2020 code. So it's Soft 2020. You go to drperrys.com, and uh, you put in Soft 2020 after you buy your bottle of nighttime. Nighttime, people want to know, what is what are they? It's the mystical cost of these things. Well, it's $65 for a bottle of nighttime. It's normally $40 for the soft time, uh, but it's free this week if you use that code. So it's soft 2020. All right. I'm board certified plastic surgeon, Dr. Arthur Perry. And uh, tonight we're talking about all sorts of different things. We're talking about facelifts. We're talking uh, about rejuvenating the face. And we're going to get to our topic of, uh, of lasers versus uh, peels. And I promise you we'll get to that. Uh, but there's another uh, interesting article in the newspaper this week. You know, usually it's uh, the New York Post that uh, has the good, you know, you, you know, that they've got the great articles about uh, cosmetic surgery. Mother and daughter arrested for allegedly performing unlicensed cosmetic surgery in Florida. How's that one? It's, it's really incredible that this goes on. So the mother and daughter, they were arrested. Uh, the mother was 61. The daughter is 35 years old. There was a sting operation that the folks in Florida, uh, they're really starting to crack down on this. You know, I was part of that investigation with USA Today uh, about a year or so ago and uh, helped USA Today um, write that article that was front page about all the problems in Florida with uh, with. Brazilian butt lifts and with the non-licensed doctors doing uh, or non-licensed people, they're not doctors, doing uh, all this cosmetic surgery. So they sent some undercover officers into the hotel room where the buttock injections were to take place. And then just as she was about to inject, you know, the, the examiners never actually let the act happen. Uh, but if they're recording it, if they've got cameras and and they've signed uh, up, they've given money and the uh, the so-called practitioner is about to inject, that's when they can arrest them, and that's what they did. It's really amazing. How could people do this in this day and age? How could you have a non-physician inject some stuff that they probably bought at Home Depot uh, into your buttocks or into your face? But it happens, I mean, it's it's monthly. It's really just incredible how often this happens, and I'm, I'm amazed at it, but yet it still does. But if you listen to this show, it won't happen to you because you're the educated audience. Uh, what was it? Uh, you know, the uh, educated consumer is our best customer. That was that old uh, ad. Well, you know, it's true in cosmetic surgery. If you, uh, if you do your homework, if you read, if you understand how to stay safe, uh, the bad things are less likely to happen to you. You know, look, complications can happen in any situation. Uh, but you can set yourself up for failure by going to the person in the hotel room, or you can set yourself up uh, to maximize your chance of having a good result by choosing a board-certified plastic surgeon, someone that's trained at good places, someone that's uh, on the staff of good hospitals, someone that has good references and things like that. That's how you, uh, you optimize the chance of, of having a good result. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry board-certified plastic surgeon right here at WOR with offices in New Jersey and New York. The phone number here is 800-321-0710, 800-321-0710. I think we'll take our break a little bit early, Noah, and uh, we'll come back after these words. Ladies, are you seeing an older person in the mirror? You love your mother, but you might not want to look like her. She was older and you're not. 
I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Botox, wrinkle fillers, a rejuvenating facial laser, or Althera might be just what you need. And for the most dramatic rejuvenation, I perform short scar facelifts. Let's spend an hour together in my Fifth Avenue or Somerset, New Jersey offices. I'll examine you and will alter your photographs with my new Vectra 3D camera to show you what you could look like after surgery. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820 or 732-422-9600. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. Listen carefully if you're interested in beautiful skin. I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. Good skin care really can improve your appearance. I know you've used many products over the years and haven't seen a difference. So you say, why should I try your skin care, Dr. Perry? Well, here's why. I combine scientifically proven ingredients into just a few products, and that keeps it simple. A study showed my skin care reduced the appearance of wrinkles by 20% and visual signs of aging by 44% at 12 weeks. That's huge, and that's real. Daytime with niacin protects, and nighttime with vitamins A and C nourishes. And Clean Time Cleansing Bar even removes most makeup. I'm offering my basic kit, all three products, for $65 plus shipping if you use the WOR2019 code. Go to drperrys.com, that's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com, or call 844-DR-PERRY to order. To learn more, listen every Saturday at 6 p.m. right here on WOR. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we are back. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, host of What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. Happy to... uh, do that and happy to be of service to you in my uh, my hobby you know I, I by the way if anyone's interested remember I operated on the goat <laughs> I did you know no one said uh, we, we want a goat update well well violet the deaf goat is doing just great if you go to my Facebook page I posted the pictures just yesterday the one week post-op pictures violet's doing great thank you for asking uh, I have to say that uh, I'm probably the uh, foremost plastic surgeon for goats in the world thank you very much all right. Just just a hobby. I don't plan on doing too much of that. All right. The phone number here at WOR is 800-321-0710. And uh, I have to mention Bobby Fallon. Bobby, are you listening? Bobby is a realtor in Highland Falls, New York. And she told me that she's got two properties on the market that she wanted to make available to my listeners in the tri-state area. Where's Highland Falls? It's about an hour north of New York. It's in the six-inch snow line instead of the one-inch snow line in New York today. But uh, but Highland Falls is a great place. It's wedged right between Bear Mountain and West Point. And Bobby Fallon has a property in Undiora Park, which is the exclusive area of Highland Falls. It overlooks the Hudson River. And it's a three-bedroom uh, house that was just reduced in its price. Started out somewhere in the mid 500s, and now it's in the mid 400s, I believe. You can give Bobby Fallon a call at Bobby Fallon Carousel of Homes if you want to escape New York, which you should. I mean, come on, what's going on in New York now? You want to go up to Highland Falls? Eight four five four four six two two three eight is her number. And you can have it just as a weekend house if you don't want to completely escape the madness of Manhattan. 845, and the squeegee guys are coming back, 
888-222-2238 is Bobby Fallon's number. She's got uh, the uh, the Undyar Park property, and she's got a, a great one. This is a great investment for you. She's got another one that has two two-bedroom apartments and an office on 0.8 acres, walking distance to the West Point Gate. And I believe it's on the market. It's a crazy number, like $360,000 or $370,000, something like that. Give her a call. Talk to her about it. Great investment. You can live in one. You can rent out the other one. You can have your business there. You know, you can't even buy a studio in Manhattan for that kind of money. It's, it's crazy. But in Highland Falls, you can live like, like Prince Harry in Highland Falls. I don't think he's, uh, he's moving there. All right. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. We have on the line Patrice. What can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Yes, Dr. Perry, I can, can't hear you too well, but I wanted to ask you, your clean time, I'm, going to, I'm about to use it. Is it good for the legs, though? It's good for everything. So let me tell you about clean time. So, so it's a soap. We call it a soap. It's actually not a soap because a soap has a pH over 7. So what is this about pH? Now, do you remember chemistry from 10th grade? Did you grow up in New York? Uh-huh. All right. Did you take chemistry? Yeah, I've taken a lot of organic and, and, and so forth. Then you know all about pH. There's a pH scale of 0 to 14. Water is right in the middle at 7. And the alkaline things are above 7. And the acidic things, like lemon juice, are below 7. Well, water being 7 is, uh, you know, it's okay for your skin. But your skin really wants to be acidic. It wants to be more like 5.5. That's the normal pH of the skin. And the reason for that is because bacteria have a hard time taking hold if your skin pH is acidic. And But the problem is virtually all soaps, almost every one of them, there are a few exceptions, but not many, have pHs above 7, some as high as 12. And if you have a pH like that, what happens is you allow bacteria and fungi Fungi, you know, you know what a fungi is? It's a it's yes, a, I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a person that walks up to the bar and says, "I'm a fungi." Okay, we won't, <laughs> we won't do that joke. All right, so fungus and bacteria live much better at alkaline uh, pHs. So when you use a soap that has a high pH, you screw up the pH of your skin for up to six hours. It takes that long, and by then you've washed your face again. So so. The number one thing that I wanted out of my soap was an acidic pH, make it more what's called physiologic so it doesn't disturb your skin. The next thing I wanted was not to have toxins in it. We don't want things like sulfates. Sulfates are really bad, but people like them in soap because they froth nicely. Isn't it amazing? They, they froth nicely. Uh, when you see that Prell commercial, remember that one, Christy Brinkley from 30 years ago? And she's in the shower, and her hair is uh, is all, you know, it's lots and lots of froth. Well, that's sodium lauryl sulfate that does that. But it's an irritant to your skin, and it's an irritant in 100% of people. Everybody gets irritated, some more than others. And it really uh, starts that process that I talked about earlier in the show of that very subtle redness, swollen, oily, visible pores that so many women have. And then the first thing you do, you get out of the shower and reach for moisturizer. Do you do that, by the way? Of course. Yeah, because your face feels dry and tight from the shower, right? Mm-hmm, right. And mm-hmm. that's because of sodium lauryl sulfate. So I wanted to get rid of that, not have it. But, but you know, it's, it's interesting when you're in the business, when you're in the skincare business, uh, women will not buy a soap that doesn't lather. So you can't be a purist, a chemical purist, and say, well, I'm not going to have anything uh, that lathers. Lather's not necessary. 
but you won't buy it. You would get the soap, you'd use it once, and then go right in the garbage. So I look for things in nature that froth nicely, that are not just um, not just not harmful, but are nice for you. And uh, and I went to foods like root beer. Root beer uses something called kiaha. That's Q U I L L A J A. And it's a soap bark plant, the Chilean soap bark plant. And it also uses yucca. This is the original uh, root beer. So I used those. I used Kiaha. I've, I've got a hold of some, and I put it in my soap. And lo and behold, froth like you uh, you can't imagine. <laughs> but healthy froth. You can actually eat it. I, I don't recommend eating the soap. But you can eat Kiaha because it's in root beer. So that's what I put in my soap, the clean time. And then, of course, I didn't want any dyes, no dyes. Any, anything with a dye in it is crazy. Who wants a dye? All dyes are carcinogenic. We don't want that. And I didn't want any, I actually did not want fragrances. But again, it turns out that soap, no matter what, smells terrible unless you use a fragrance. So I found ones that actually are good for you. And there aren't many, uh, but lemon and lavender have proven aromatherapy benefits. You know, it's very interesting when you start reading this literature uh, the lemon and lavender will lower blood pressure. When you take a shower, you kind of relax. They've actually used uh, those fragrances on psychiatric patients, and they had calming effects. Very interesting. Uh, but there are very few aromatherapy agents that do that. So those are the ones that I put in my soap. And, and then it's a matter of almost like cooking. You have to put a little bit of glycerin in, glycerin for slips, so it goes very nicely on your skin. And then I used oats because they're calming. They're, they're very good. Oatmeal is very, very good for your skin. And it also uh, makes the bar a little bit uh, look. It looks better. It's not kind of a funny-looking bar. So uh, it's, it's a matter of chemistry, and it's a matter of cooking. And that's a long-winded explanation of how I came up with Clean Time, which, by the way, has several patents. I believe I have three patents on Clean Time. Uh, it is quite unique. No one can duplicate Clean Time. It's quite protected with my patents. So the only way to get it is to order it from my company. And the question is, you know, is it for face and body? Yeah, of course. It's for your face. It's for your body. Plenty of my patients use it instead of shampoo. It lathers so well you can use it on your hair. I know a lot of people want to use that shampoo and unnecessary ingredients, but it really will do okay. And men can actually shave with it. So, you know, you don't need to fragment your products like uh, so many companies do. Uh, it is a kind of all-inclusive thing. And by the way, it takes makeup off very nicely also. And it can be used on a cake. No, no, that's the Saturday Night Live skit. It won't be uh, for that. Although I do have an animal that uh, I was showering in the shower, and I dropped my clean time soap, and the dog picked up the soap and ate the bar. It was, uh, you know, very foamy for a while. <laughs> uh, I don't recommend that. <laughs> All right. Did I answer your question? Thank you. <laughs> no, thank was, you so much, Dr. Perry. It was a very simple question that I managed to stretch out 10 minutes, right? Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it sounds great. All right, Patrice. Thank you very much, and I, and I hope you enjoy. And if you want, you can tell Noah if you want us to send you uh, more clean time instead of the soft time, we'd be happy to do that today also. All right. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry. So what about, what about peels and what about lasers? Uh, you know, there, the, the chemical peel came in in 1962. I actually trained with the person, a guy named Tom Baker in Miami. He invented the deep chemical peel, and it was quite revolutionary back in the early 1970s. Uh, the deep peeling agent used something called phenol, which you might use in chloroseptic, but chloroseptic has 1.4% phenol, 
And Dr. Baker used 50% phenol on the uh, in the deep chemical peel, and that took your skin right off. Well, a lot of people cringe at that, but what it did, it was a controlled chemical burn. And the controlled chemical burn, when it healed, healed your skin tighter and it's and thicker, and you looked significantly better. Uh, the problem with the deep chemical peel is most people don't like going without skin for two weeks. It was very uncomfortable. So then we came up with the light chemical peel with a chemical called trichloroacetic acid, TCA. And I did one this week. I do lots of these different peels, and it is a good peel for evening out your skin tone. And the problem is if you have a lot of color to your skin, you can't have a TCA peel because it will cause you to have a very splotchy result. But if you're fairly light-skinned or medium-complected, uh, you can have a TCA peel, and it will not help your wrinkles, though. It'll just help the, uh, the brown, splotchy pigmentation of your skin. So if you've got lots of freckles, you know what we say, they're freckles as a kid and they're age spots as an adult, uh, the TCA peel is a great way to decrease uh, the freckles and the age spots and really even out your skin tone. It's done in the office. It takes eh, about a half an hour. I could do it faster, uh, but it's uncomfortable. It really is. It's, it's not terrible, but it's an uncomfortable peel. Uh, so we do the forehead, and then we let it wait a little while, and then we'll do the cheeks, and then we'll do the rest of the, uh, the face. And then you go home, and you look absolutely terrible for about five days. You don't answer the door. If the paper boy comes to the door, do they have paper boys anymore? I guess they do. Uh, you don't answer the door. Slide what it is under the door, you say, or uh, put it there and go away because you won't want to face anybody until it peels at about five to six days, and then it looks really good. It really does. It's, uh, it's a wonderful peel. And how long does it last? Well, a year, two years. Depends on what you do. If you take care of your skin, if you use sunscreen with zinc oxide, if you uh, don't get burned, if you don't smoke, it could last a lot longer than two years. But if you've got wrinkles, in addition to the brown splotchy pigmentation, then I prefer what's called the fractionated laser. The very first version of this one was the Fraxel laser. That's just a brand, like Kleenex is a brand of tissues. Uh, so there are lots of different brands out there of the fractionated laser, and I use a, what's called a CO2 fractionated laser. And the wonderful thing about the laser is that we can alter the depth of the laser infinitely. So I could use it very superficially and basically do a facial, or I can remove your skin or anything in between. So the laser is a great tool, and uh, the way I do it now is a, a, a several treatments. So that way you don't get that, that deep effect and you're not without skin. We don't want a wound. Uh, we do a laser. We don't need any anesthesia other than Emla cream. That's a an local anesthetic. Uh, we give you some Tylenol, a little bit of Aleve, and uh, you have the procedure. It takes about 15 or 20 minutes. You go home. Not so bad. Uh, you know, it's not as bad in appearance as the TCA peel, uh, but you probably won't want to go to parties for a few days. Uh, it peels at about five days, and then you do it again about three or four weeks later, and maybe even a third time. And by the time you're done, uh, wrinkles are significantly improved. We can do your hands, by the way. You can do your arms. We can do your neck. The laser is a great tool. I love using the laser. It is a great tool to rejuvenate your skin. So it's a fractionated laser, and uh, it doesn't really matter what brand your plastic surgeon or dermatologist is using as long as your doctor knows what he or she is doing. All right, Noah begins to wave his hands around, and he says, we've got to go. We've got to go. Well, I didn't even do the Plexiderm commercial, but all right, I'll give you the Plexiderm number. That's 50% off Plexiderm. 800-925-9963 is the Plexiderm number. You know what that is. That's the temporary improvement in wrinkles and bags under the eyes. 
800-925-9963. There, I got it in. I'm board-certified plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, host of What's Your Wrinkle right here on WOR. My website is perryplasticsurgery.com. If you want to see the photographs of that lovely little goat that I operated on, go to facebook.com slash Dr. Arthur Perry, and uh, you can... You can see the entire story about Violet and me and Dr. Wilbers. That's his real name, the veterinarian. All right, Noah, thanks so much for great engineering. I want to thank everybody for listening. And remember, we're back here every Saturday at 6 p.m. And you can listen to the podcast on iHeart.com or on iTunes.com. Noah, have a great week. Don't slide around that snow. Bye-bye now. 